Hello, everybody, and welcome to the MCE News Roundup, where we cover the most important stories of the week, as reported by our Telegram team. I'm your host, Jason, and let's get started. Starting off, we're going to Romania, where Klaus Johannes, leader of the country's National Liberal Party, won a presidential runoff by two-thirds of total votes casted, a pretty impressive win against his opponent, Viorica Dancila, of the Social Democratic Party. Now, this is important from an EU politics perspective, because successive social democratic governments have been undoing reforms against corruption, and that is something that Brussels is worried about. Johannes has pledged to protect the rule of law situation in the country, especially by thwarting attempts to limit the independence of judges. So Brussels is sure to worry less during Johannes's term. Along with Prime Minister Ludovic Orban, he'll have a chance to install anti-mafia and anti-graft prosecutors in order to tackle corruption further. As I mentioned before, Brussels like him because he is pro-EU, he's helped secure popular approval by a referendum calling for a ban on the Romanian government's ability to alter legislation by emergency decree, and he wants to ban amnesties or pardons for crimes related to graft. Also worth noting is that his new term coincides perfectly with Ursula von der Leyen's assumption of power, which we'll get into later on in more detail, as she will have one more relatively unproblematic ally in Romania for the years to come. In other news, electricity production from coal is on track to fall by 3% globally in 2019, the largest drop in history, and the trend is accelerating. The EU has seen a whopping 19% decline, with Western European countries leading the charge. Ireland has achieved a 79% reduction. In May, the UK switched all of its coal plants off for two weeks, something that hasn't happened since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. The reason behind this rapid decline in emissions is the EU's market approach to the matter, namely the ETS, or Emissions Trading Scheme, which is designed to incentivize less emissions. Additionally, wind and solar energy has played a major part in the reduction of emissions. However, this trend is not as strong in Central and Eastern Europe as it is in the westernmost parts of the Union. On to more environmental news, the European Parliament declared a climate emergency. So, what does that mean? It means that the Commission must ensure that all proposals are aligned with the 1.5 Celsius target, and that the EU should cut emissions by 55% by 2030 to become climate neutral by 2050. The Parliament also said that the EU should commit to net-zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050 at the COP25 conference in Madrid this December. Pascal Canfun, chair of the Committee of the Environment, Public Health and Food Safety, during the debate on Monday, said the following. The European Parliament has just adopted an ambitious position in view of the upcoming COP25 in Madrid. Given the climate and environmental emergency, it is essential to reduce our greenhouse gas emissions by 55% in 2030. It also sends a clear and timely message to the Commission a few weeks before the publication of the communication on the Green Deal. A number of countries, local administrations, and scientists have declared that our planet is facing a climate emergency. The European Commission has already proposed the goal of net zero emissions by 2050, but the European Council has still not endorsed it as Poland, Hungary, and Czechia are opposed. 
Now onto a very exciting development, the European Space Agency has approved its budget for the next five years. The total contribution from the 22 member states is a staggering 14.4 billion euros, which will be used in areas such as space transportation, science and technology, space safety and Earth observation. Uh, let's take a quick look at some upcoming projects. The biggest one is probably Gateway, a new space station designed to be in lunar orbit, allowing European astronauts to go to the moon for the first time. Another project is LISA, the first gravitational wave detector to operate in space. Space Rider, ESA's new reusable spaceship, is also in the works. And finally, many more undertakings, such as 5G satellite networks, a black hole mission codenamed Athena, and the Hera mission in cooperation with NASA in order to protect the Earth from asteroids. But let's get back from space, because Europe has some big news. We have a commission. The new team of commissioners with Ursula von der Leyen at the helm has just been approved by the European Parliament. The vote took place on Wednesday, November 27th, with 461 votes in favour, 157 against, and 89 abstentions. Ursula von der Leyen commented that our union will embark on transformation that will touch every part of our society and economy, and we will do it because it will be the right thing to do, not because it will be easy. The new commission officially took over yesterday, on December 1st. It's been a rocky road until this point, with many obstacles that had to be dealt with. So let's take a quick look at what Ursula von der Leyen had to tackle to form her team. Initially, the European Parliament had rejected three of the proposed commissioners, the one from France, Romania and Hungary. The reasons varied depending on the candidate. In the end, new candidates had to be named. Additionally, there was controversy around von der Leyen's decisions to rebrand the migration portfolio with the name Protecting Our European Way of Life. After heavy criticism, it was renamed Promoting Our European Way of Life. It is assigned to the Greek commissioner Margaritis Chinas. Besides the criticism, however, von der Leyen has received praise for creating a balanced cabinet gender-wise, with 13 out of 27 commissioners being female. Moving on to Slovakia, which, as its parliament has decided, will not ratify the Istanbul Convention on Preventing and Combating Violence Against Women. The decision comes after the European Parliament passed a resolution asking states to speed up ratification, putting Bratislava on a collision course with Brussels. Slovakia is the second EU member state to openly oppose the convention text after Bulgaria, and other states like the UK, Latvia, Lithuania, the Czech Republic, and Hungary have not yet put it into national law. And finally, Malta's Joseph Muscat has announced that he will step down as Prime Minister in January after a new Labour Party leader is selected. Yesterday, Sunday, December 1st, several thousand protesters called for his immediate resignation to ensure justice for the murder of Daphne Caruana Galizia. He commented, I am not perfect, and I have my own shortcomings. I assure you I gave everything in return for the trust you gave me. I had my defects, and for them I apologize personally, even when these shortcomings were because of someone else. This has been your weekly news roundup. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next week.